Well, let's get straight into this because for many South African football youngsters, there is only one answer to the age-old question, what to do? And uh, what do you want to be when you grow up? Everybody wants to be a footballer. There is millions of young South Africans that want to be professional footballers. The truth, though, is that very few really care how talented uh, your seven-year-olds are and uh, why should they? It will be more than a decade before they are able to make a meaningful contribution to a professional outfit. It means, you know, 17, 18 years of age before they actually make it into those uh, upper echelons of football here in South Africa. Well, Super Sports United soccer schools begs to differ because uh, a -a five-a-side soccer pitch across uh, their Pitches across the country are jam-packed every afternoon with youngsters in the blue dribbling and doing their tricks and plying their trade, hoping to one day become that professional football uh, footballer. Well, we chat to Supersport United CEO Stan Matthews to unpack his uh, club's grassroots vision and aspirations for us. And, of course, the senior boys ablaze a start to the new season thus far. Well, it gives me great pleasure to welcome Stan Matthews, Supersport United CEO, to our very own studios. Good evening, Stan. How are you doing? Great, Owen. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Thank you for taking the time out to join us this evening. Um, well, the Super Sport United Soccer Schools, like I said in that introduction, is a pact. It is one of the academies in the country that seems to be drawing huge attention, not only from young soccer players, but also from their parents. Uh, how's it been? How's it looking and what's been happening in this five-a-side football uh, structures that you set up? Well, I think, uh, you know, first and foremost, uh, the the pinnacle in terms of our club and our youth development structures is our academy. So that's our youth academy in the under-13s, 15s, 17s and 19s. Obviously, all of those players are trying to get into the MDC team, the reserve team. And then we have a junior academy, which is at the moment we have under-8s, 9s, 10s, 11s and 12s. So those kids represent Supersport United Football Club as part of the academy and then we have soccer schools which is a a separate spin-off um which is you know developmental participation Mm, mm. um it's it's not the only 60 kids that are in our academy but we have six thousand kids in our soccer schools so i think the important thing is that when the kids go to the soccer schools they're getting a supplement to what they're doing at club level Mm. so you know we want the kids to stay at their clubs Mm get extra training and have the potential to see, okay, I've got what it takes because kids develop at different rates uh, to go to the next level. If, if, if you look at the PSL today, mm-hmm. at some of the youngsters that are playing that are personally coached when they were six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years of wow. age, uh, Daniel Cardoza, mm-hmm. um, Mark Van Heerden, um, you know, those players at a seven, eight, nine were still finding their way. And by the way, Cardoza was a right winger and a striker for me. <laughs> uh, Mark Van Heerden yeah. was a left winger. Yeah. Uh, they both landed up playing, you know, further back. Yeah, yeah. Um, Keegan Ritchie. Keegan mm-hmm. Ritchie was my left winger. Yeah. Um, and he landed up playing defensively. So the, those youngsters, and Keegan will be the first to tell you, wasn't always in the A team as mm-hmm. a youngster. Mm-hmm. So the pathway, our own Ronwin Williams mm-hmm. has been with us since he's 12 years old. Wow. Now he's 26. Yeah. So that's a long time, one football club only. Mm. We signed him out of Port Elizabeth as a young 12-year-old. His parents entrusted him to us and into our academy. And, and he's become a, you know, a flagship of the club and, and, and what we can produce. But as you said before, it's, it's a long lead time mm. uh, for, for kids. And Ronwin himself 
was at one stage number three in our club. He was mm. not number one mm. because he was smaller than the other two, yeah. Sherwin Nyker and Riyad Peterson. Yes. They were bigger than him. They mm. were ahead of him. And, and Ronwin was the third choice keeper. Mm. And today Ronwin's number one and playing for Bafana. Mm. So mm. soccer schools gives the kids a chance to develop at their own pace while still being able to improve at their level. So to go from a C team to a B team, B team to an A team, A mm. team to a, to a provincial player, mm. soccer schools will help you get there because the methodology is fantastic. Um, well, you know, well-researched training methodology mm. that's, that's, you know, having proven success. And, you know, we've already got half a dozen youngsters that have been offered spots in Europe that have come through our soccer mm. schools. Mm. Um, young Lyle Foster from Orlando Pirates came yes. to our soccer schools. Yeah. So, you know, for us, where the kids land up um, is is up to them. Mm. But we try and give them a platform to, mm. to show what they can do in the soccer schools. And then obviously, you know, from soccer schools, if you're good enough, mm. you get selected into the academy. Okay. Uh, but that's 60 out of 6,000. Oh. And those are the numbers that you're playing with um, in terms of, professional football mm, there's only mm. 1100 contracts to up for grabs within the PSL and national first division mm. structures so what happens to the other 5940 players I mean do they just disappear do they still carry on playing club football well I think soccer is a, a global game that's played by millions around the world and at whatever level you play and it's not only the level that you play mm. uh, but at whatever level you play if you playing at a school level if you're playing at club level um, that's you've got to find your, where where you where your level is, mm. and you know we can't be apologetic for that. Mm. Our job is to find the best football players around the country, and we go up and down the country searching for that talent. That's why we signed Ronwin Williams when he was 12 mm. years old out of Port Elizabeth. We signed Kermit Erasmus when he was 12 years old out of Port Elizabeth. We signed Kamuhela Mokocho out of Kronstadt when he was 12 years old, mm. and today he's the captain of Brentford. So you know we like to feel that when we spot talent we can take it from being mm. potential to reality. Mm. There is no club outside of Ajax in the country mm. that's taken talent from potential to reality as well as Supersport United. I wanted to touch on that because, I mean, Supersport United, no doubt about it, are doing fantastic work with development. And like you said, 6,000 youngsters playing five-a-side football, coming into the academy, then going on to possibly represent the senior side one day. What other clubs in South Africa other than Ajax and Supersport are doing this great work? And why aren't the other clubs doing it? Well, you have to understand that our, 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 our soccer schools um, franchises are independently owned. So, you know, they're privately driven businesses um, with independent coaches. Mm. You know, mm. fr from our point of view, we oversee the quality control of the training mm. and, the, and, and, and the methodology that we want to see in our youngsters. Mm. Um, we lend our support where we can with an overlay of the professional club environment mm, from mm. sports psychologists to sports nutritionists to biokineticists to podiatrists um, to the equipment, to the video analysis, mm. um, to try and enhance the experience for the kids. Mm. But we know that you're talking about needle in a haystack stuff. There's millions and millions and millions of players that play football around the world and only a handful of them are going to be able to make a sustainable living out of professional football mm. but it's not to say that their love of football can't lead them like me i was never a player mm. but today um, I've, I've lived my dream I've, I've headed up a football club for nearly two decades now um 
and won 11 trophies and ha mm. had a wonderful time, but I wasn't a good player. Mm. But my love mm. for the game brought me to where I am. The same is for the physiotherapist, the masseuse, the kit manager, the data analyst, the sports writer, uh, the, you know, there's the, the referee, mm. the administrator. Mm. So there's a multitude of careers that are available that all start with a love and appreciation and passion for the mm. sport itself. So we don't see it that what's the point if you only pick 60 kids why well, have 6,000 kids to choose from mm. actually we've got 40 odd million people to choose from because mm. we go around the country unapologetically looking for the best young talent that we can mm. so that we can polish and polish and polish because only one out of every 10 that comes into our academy will make our first team. Mm. Soccer schools, like you said, as a franchise system, I guess you're also creating work opportunities for those coaches. I mean, getting into the system, they're owning a, a small part of the business and they're looking after huge numbers of kids. How professionally trained are these coaches and owners of uh, the, the different franchises? Obviously, there's strict requirements in terms of the coaching qualifications necessary at the various levels. Uh, whether it's uh, a SAFA D license, C license, UEFA, up to pro license, uh, all our coaches have to go through that. Mm. First aid, CPR, a variety of, of, of boxes that they have to tick before they can step onto a court. Mm. Um, same with health and safety checks and other things like that. But the, you know, the, the franchise, was, it's a, it's a well-run system. Mm. Mm. Um, it, it's very professional environment. Um, the coaches get refresher courses every single year, be it from the KNVB, be it from, from, from SAFA. Um, we've had a strong Dutch methodology within our club from the early days of Feyenoord Rotterdam partnership that dates back to 2002. Mm. Um, and we trust the Dutch system. And a lot of the, our players that have made it, the Kamakela Mokochos, the Kermit Erasmus, the Tata Mokekes, mm. um, th they uh, got brought up in that Dutch system. Mm. So our coaches, our admin team, and most of the people that have been working within our, our academy have been with us for between 10 and 20 years. Mm, mm. So the continuity, sustainability, um, and the fluidity of what happens within our academy environment mm. from uh, Godfrey Musuetso, who you know, handles our, our recruitment um, and welfare for the players to Corneli Kopo, you know, who's been 19 years a coach with us, same like Keitano Tembo. These guys have traveled a long uh, uh, path with us and um, mm. the intellectual capital that we've invested in them and in the people around them mm. is mm. very strong. So we, we've, we've got a pipeline, a methodology of, of how to produce. You know, people look today at Sipambule and Tabojo Mokwena and the fact that they came uh, um, very proudly from um, the Harmony Academy, the Virginia mm. Sports mm. Academy. Mm. Um, but they've spent five years being polished in our system. Mm. And that's the time that it takes, uh, you know, to, 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 to get a kid right, mm. if you're lucky. Mm. And, um, you know, so f for us, we see that long-term vision, but it's not so important for us, the, the destination of the kids, uh, as long as the journey is worthwhile, that they're mm. learning good things, good habits, uh, good um, lifestyle habits, uh, to eat right, to sleep right, to surround themselves with good friends, um, you know, th those qualities and value systems are more important than the football mm. because at the end of the day, even talented footballers, the 60 that come to our academy, each and every one of those kids is equally talented. Mm. But they won't all make it because of social factors, because of self-discipline, because yeah. of personal ambition and drive and, and, and work ethic. So, you know, that comes into play and that's what we try and teach and that's what we, 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 we try and... And, and, and weed out in a sense mm. because 
uh, you can't go far in football if you, if you don't have all the other stuff around your technical ability. Talking about the personal side of things, I mean, parents are bringing their players to these uh, soccer schools and a lot of parents live their dreams through their kids and push them quite hard to the point that we lose the children to the game of football. How do you you know, divorce that, that, that relationship between parents and kids on the football pitch that kids are taught independence and the parents are you know, kept at a distance in order to let them uh, develop their, at their own pace? It's a very fine line and um, I think that what you find in football and most people that are in professional football um, you know, I'm in professional football. I go watch my son plays for Highlands Park, mm. if you can believe it. <laughs> it was my former club. And I played there when I was a youngster. So, you know, for, for me, my young boy Cole, he's 10 years old, mm. he plays at Highlands. And I um, try and go watch him whenever I'm, I'm around and I'm, I'm here for the weekend to go and watch him play. But, you know, the amount of times that I've spent uh, gone to his coach or gone to give advice and mm. um, you I can't even remember maybe more than twice mm. ever speaking to the coach mm. about mm. stuff because when you're in the game then you respect uh, people's spaces uh, for them to grow and to learn tr- try and give constructive input when you can when you can see this could be improved or that can be improved but mm. everybody has to learn i was a young coach too making lots of mistakes being over passionate being over aggressive being over competitive mm. uh, I, I came from there um now with my son i want him to be happy mm. it's not important to me if he becomes a professional that's great he can work out his drive for his life when he gets to the right age uh, but what happens with a lot of talented youngsters with their parents that don't that aren't in football mm. and that don't know so one of two things happens either they don't have enough control over the situation so the mm. kid doesn't have enough family support around him and lands up getting gobbled up by bad influences bad friends bad coaches bad agents uh, you know unscrupulous people mm-hmm. um, that that do what they need to do uh, uh, with the players to extract as much value as they can without a, a real long-term vision for the kids yeah. or they get a, a parent who unfortunately thinks that they know more than they do mm-hmm. um, and inadvertently because every pa- no parent would do something that, uh, against their kid on yeah. purpose. Yeah. They come in with a good heart, with every uh, sincere intention that they're protecting their kids, they're looking after the right thing. Mm-hmm. But especially in today's environment where the economy is tough, socioeconomic conditions are tough, mm-hmm. and we see young kids making decisions um, because another club's dangling an extra two or three thousand rand today, mm. um, and you're going to make a decision to go somewhere where your medical supervision is going to be inferior, the t- quality of training is going to be inferior, yeah. the, 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 your chances of winning trophies is going to be less. All the boxes that you would look at, and then, but the two thousand rand or the three thousand rand will is is more pressing mm, mm. Um, than saying I can make. 200,000 rand more in a two or three years time if mm. I f- if I trust the system yeah. if I trust the process mm. but when you want to fast track the process or wh- when you feel you know what my kid doesn't need to go through this particular learning mm. curve he's ready to jump straight into first team football but look in the PSL today mm. how mm. many teenage kids are playing week in and week out at their kids it's not possible mm. so mm. these kids that are coming very talented to under 15 under 17 under 19 mm. they hit this invisible ceiling yep. and that's why the MDC has been a godsend mm. because the 
young under 21 players now are able to show themselves through the multi-choice disky challenge to be on tv to be able to show what they can do to get confidence so that when they make the step up it's not for the first time that they're yeah. playing in front of a crowd it's not for the first time they're going on an airplane it's not for the first time that they're dealing with the pressures that that you, you have to deal with week mm -hmm. in and week out so the the the, the multi-choice disky challenge the reserve league yeah. it's really changed um a lot and given so much pathway now mm -hmm. for, for, for kids to say, I got something to aim for yeah. that's more realistic than saying I want to play in the PSL because every kid, ask every kid in the world, what do you want to be when I grow up? I want to be a professional, professional football player. Yeah. So unfortunately, 99.99% of our kids are being set up for a dream that's going to be crushed. Yeah. And, 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 and that's, a, that's, a, that's a challenge. We'll continue the conversation with Supersport United CEO Stan Matthews as we talk about that divide between uh, professional football and the amateur structures as well as uh, Supersport United has seen to uh, found the solution to all of that. But we'll continue the conversation right after the news. Hashtag NSW. Hi, Mr. Owen. This is Moses. I didn't know that uh, the likes of Kamukhala, Mokojo, Kemet Erasmus were the products of uh, Supersport after having been signed at the uh, young age. But anyway, I think they did a very great job to these youngsters, uh, the 10 youngsters. And, uh, and the thing is, uh, they they really doing a very good job. Thank you. This is Moses of Hamukokwaila. Thank you. Hi, Owen. If I may, my brother, I would like to ask uh, Mr. Stan very quickly. Are they seeing the same problems that we see in the national squad in terms of strikers with these kids? These are under nines, under 10, under 14. And the reason why I ask is, I want to find out, can't we address these problems that we have with strikers in South Africa at that level? I thank you, my brother. Beloved in Alberton. Bye. Yeah, oh, this is Arcelani from Midlands. I just want to ask something here. Why can't we have to spot some players at the age of eight years so that uh, when they reach 18 years old they are best they are able to be eligible to play for the national team just like in europe guys this is unfair for south african footballers because look at greenwood he's playing at the age of 17 first first goal Look at uh, Daniel James, 21, 20 years old, but now he's playing for the first team of Man United. Let's develop our players in a good form. Thank you. Well, we say thank you very much for those voice notes. Uh, some very interesting questions coming through there. Well, we're in conversation with Stan Matthews, Supersport CEO on MSW this evening. And Stan, let's get straight back into it. A good question there from Beloved in Alberton. With regards to strikers, uh, you know, we know that you're developing a lot of youngsters. They go to the academy, then they go through the MDC structures as well, getting into the first team. Another question that came in there afterwards was the youngsters, why aren't we seeing enough teenagers, Kenny Mbappe, look at him 
fast track through the system, I guess, getting into the national French national team World Cup winner. There's no doubt about it. We should be unearthing talent like that earlier on and also introducing them to first-team football if they are able to get onto the field and show the talent that they possess is worthwhile of, of being there. I think it's a process. Um, it's not something that you can just switch an on and off button with. Mm. Um, you know, we heard a p- person mention there about Daniel James. Mm. Daniel James was here with Swansea City at, at, in the Metropolitan Cup three years ago. Uh, Fakhri Lakay mm. was playing for our uh, uh, team. I think he scored a hat-trick that day. We beat Swansea City 4-2. And the two Swansea goals were scored by Daniel James. Now, you ask yourself, in the three years that Super Sports under-19 team thumped Swansea's under-19 team, Mm. uh, what's happened that Fakhri Lakay, who has, uh, you know, was a better player than Daniel James on the day, Mm. is still here in South Africa? And Daniel James is playing for Manchester United. Mm. So you have to look at the whole picture um, and say, we've got a lot of Fakhri Lakays and a lot of Daniel Jameses within mm. our football. But we're only going to see the fruits of that after a long period of time has come with this MDC. It's not something that can just happen, but we've started to see the fruits in the teams now. The average age of the t- player in the PSL has come down dramatically, which, is, which, which will help as we go lower and lower for younger players to break through to the team. Mm. We had a 15-year-old making his debut in the MDC. Uh, in fact, he scored a bicycle kick wow. a, 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 a couple of weeks back in the MDC. At, he's 15 years old. Mm. He's mm. playing in an under-21 league. Yeah. Now, the problem with that is that he still has to serve out his time. There's no fast-tracking of time because if he's not up to the right standard physically, mentally, mm. socially, um, in all the facets, it's not just about having the ability and plonking him in. Mm. You know, mm. That's why the, you know, if you look even overseas, how many teenagers are playing every week in the English Premier League? There's only a handful. You can say yeah. Greenwood, yeah. but yeah. does he play every week for Manchester United? He doesn't. No. Yeah. So you know, for us in, in our team at the moment, we already have Sipo Mbouli, Tabojo Mokwena mm. as young players. Uh, you know, extremely young. I mean, those two in the midfield, the two of the youngest midfielders in the country. Mm, mm. Um, you know, young Lungu, the Zambian, 20 years old. Luke Fleurs, 18 years old. Mm. Um, so, and even players like Aubrey Madiba, 24 years old. They're young. Grant mm. Kakana, who just re-signed with us for three years. He's 26 years old. Mm. But a good young age. Mm. It's not easy for young players to break into their team. Jamie Webb is a fantastic football player, but he hasn't cemented his place yet in the Supersports United team. Uh, But he's played in the national under-20s, under-23s. He's been called up for Bafana. He's got a lot of potential. Mm. But, you know, he's still young and he's got a great attitude and he'll work at it. But a lot of the other youngsters lose heart Mm. early. And it's not always easy for them. No. Sipo Mbule scored a goal in the Confederation Cup two years ago. Mm-hmm. But now you're starting to see Sipo Mbule. Why? Because Sipo still had two years of learning curve yeah. on the field, off the field, and all that. Mm. And well, as you said, you, you, need to, you need to trust the system. And there is a system in place. And you can't just jump around those hurdles as you'd like to. You need to uh, start at... You know, meter zero and work your way to the 110 meter mark where the finishing line is and you can't just go around the hurdles you need to go over them and make sure that you uh, you know take the race on head on I guess and you've got competition against you as well so there's a lot of distractions along the way. I think the main thing we faced with is, is a skill shortage in terms of, of high quality coaching. Mm. Uh, mm. You know, We have to be fair and honest 
and look at the situation in the South African context genuinely. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't have the quality of coaching, certainly not in the youth ranks. We don't have the resources to be able to get the best coaches into the youth. Mm-hmm. Overseas, the best coaches are working with the youth. By the time you get to the first team, it's about tactical, it's about motivation, mm-hmm. it's about man management. But, you know, the, uh, the, uh, Kevin De Bruyne can do what he can do. Yep. He, can, he can bend a ball, whip a ball, float a ball, lob a ball, chip a mm-hmm. ball, drive a ball, shoot from outside the box with both feet. Mm-hmm. Uh, he can do everything. You know, we're getting players, uh, you know, into our system, uh, uh, even at reserve league level can't kick with their left foot yeah so you know the whole product is 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 different because we we're supposed to be getting a better product from a younger age but with the advent of the private market like uh, soccer schools like other uh, 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 places that are, are providing more outlets for kids and now the the action arenas the discovery parks that are getting kids out getting them playing mm. so then it's just a natural process that the best will find their way into into structures Mm. where they can show what they can do at junior national team level. I'm hogging you all, but uh, there's a lot of callers out there. I'd love to chat to you as well. So I'm going to ask you to put your headphones back on. Uh, we're going to go to the phone lines, and thank you for calling and holding on so long, Modise from Mokalung. Uh, please uh, go ahead, Modise. Uh, how are you, Owen? Good, and yourself? I'm good. Uh, good evening also to Mr. Stern. How are you, Modise? Uh, fine. I'm fine in you. Good, good. Uh, just a question for you. Uh, how do you deal with age cheating? Because it seems like we have a problem in this country with age cheating. Uh, my second question is, at what, age, at what age do you think a player is fully developed? Uh, at what age do you think a player can, can play in the PSL? My last question to you is, how many players do you... Do you want to promote per season in your team? Or how many players do you promote per season in your team? Mm. Do you have an actual number or do you just promote two or three players or it depends on your system? So, Modise, three good questions. I'll answer them backwards. Um, From a promotion of players' point of view, we do have a target. Um, Our head coach has a target. Our MDC coach has a target. Our technical director has a target. Uh, our, our recruitment and welfare uh, officer has a target. Almost everyone in the academy has a, has a target for the year to produce two players that can be promoted from the MDC into the first team. But, you know, we're not going to promote players that aren't ready to be promoted. Mm-hmm. So it's a target, but there will be, there are times and there have been times where we've promoted three. And then there's times where, unfortunately, we have to sit out a year and wait for for that next generation. Right now, we've we've geared ourselves that we have enough young players in our first team. We've got six players under the age of 22 in our first team. It's enough. Um, we are now looking at our 17, 18-year-olds, um, giving them two years to polish them. If we if we draw no kids from our MDC to the first team next year, it wouldn't be a problem for us. Um, but by 2021. Um, certainly there'll be three or four new players coming through mm-hmm. in what we feel is is quite an exciting um, MDC generation. In terms of um, uh, the other two questions that you asked, uh, the, the real change that we notice with kids is around the age of 13. Up to the age of 12, I think South African players can play and beat any players from anywhere around the world. I've seen it. I won the, the, the World Youth Cup in the Gothia Cup in Sweden myself against 138 countries with, with nine hand-picked boys. 
um, that were, you know, as good as anything that the world had to offer. Um, but once it's 13, 14, 15, so the structures and the academies, the system in Europe is much easier and more streamlined. The players are playing with and against better players every week. And so they accelerate far ahead of us. That's why we get to a point where, like in Bafana, we can say, oh, Bafana should win this and should win that. But we're not being fair when players like Salah are playing with and against the best players in the world every single week. Mm. And our best players, you know, playing in the second division or in Belgium or, you know, somewhere that is just not at a Sala level, mm. uh, you know, and a, and a Mane level. That's mm. what Senegal and Egypt, that's what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. So we're not there yet. We will get there. Mm. We have the youngsters. We have the raw talent. The coaching is a challenge. Um, then the, the very first uh, question age cheating. was the age cheating, yeah. the most important question because – you know, for us, when a kid gets accepted into our academy, that kid costs uh, our club between eighty and one hundred and ten thousand rand a year, depending on how many times we either send him overseas or what medical procedures he may or may not need. But uh, approximately minimum eighty grand a year that we're spending on kids. So what we don't want to do is spend eighty thousand rand on a very talented thirteen-year-old who we think is very talented, but in actual fact he's just a very average seventeen-year-old. Um, playing under his sister's ID. So no one in football uh, wants age cheating. No one cares about what trophies you win at junior level. Mm. Um, it's really unimportant. We don't get our jobs based on that. We don't get our salaries based on that. And we certainly don't get to keep our jobs uh, for winning under 14 or under 15 uh, soccer tournaments. Our job is to produce uh, professional football players that can be worth lots of money to the club, mm, mm. and uh, you know, th th to be assets to the club, mm, mm. Um, both in terms of playing and in terms of transfer down the line, so that mm. we can reinvest and and keep that that system going. So age cheating is a big scourge. We check the medical records, the hospital of birth, the school entry levels, uh, bone density where we have to. Uh, we, we run a seriously rigorous set of, of mm -hmm. results because it's not like an amateur club playing an overage person so they can finish higher up the log. We, we couldn't care less. Yeah. Our MDC finished bottom of the log two seasons ago mm, we mm, didn't care but mm. out of that mdc team yeah i have four players in my first team and that's the barometer yeah. of success not whether i must cheat at a youth yeah. tournament no true talking about the business side of professional football uh, your club is uh, we're going to go through an ad break first but i want to address this uh, the club is known as a uh, selling club and not a buying club but we're going to get into that uh, the business side of things and i'd like you to address that uh, point because there's uh, the transfer window closes on the 2nd of september and lots of people want to know will super sport United be buying players or selling players? What is the deal? Stan Matthews is the man that um, negotiates quite a number of those deals. So we'll find out more right after this break. Mar Marawa Sports Worldwide. Hashtag NSW. Uh, good evening. Yeah, which, uh, uh, it was good to hear about the Super Sport project. We hope some other big teams can learn from it and create more centers to discover more talented players in the country, especially all the non-provinces. They can have more scouts, they can have, that can help our national team in the future. Thank you. Good evening, Owen. This is Sandy. Uh, I have a question to Mr. Matthews. Do they only concentrate on female, on males, or they even do the same thing on the woman part? I thank you, my brother. 
Well, Stan Matthews is in studio with us, CEO of Supersport United. And Stan, before I forget, there is a couple of questions coming through on Twitter as well, asking about the soccer schools, is Supersport United or Supersport, uh, uh, you know, soccer schools. Where can we get uh, contact details of uh, the various franchises? Because there's a number of people out there listening to this broadcast and feel their uh, children are talented enough and want to uh, pursue that football career. So where can we go to? Number mm-hmm. uh, to call um, John Carlo on 083-499-1185, John Carlo, and he will um, send all the information okay. about where and how and what, what. So John Carlo is the contact and you can call him on 83 Eight, five. That's the phone number. If you want to know more about uh, the uh, Supersport Soccer Schools. Uh, Best to actually SMS or WhatsApp. But okay. Yes. Perfect. Then we were speaking about the business side of uh, football. Uh, before we do that, uh, I'd just like to let uh, Radio 2000 listeners know that uh, we'll be crossing now to the Cape Town City versus Kaiser Chiefs top of the table APSA Premiership Clash uh, live from Newland Stadium. And a man on the ground who'll be calling this game this evening is Brian Moffat-King. Well, welcome back to our Metro FM listeners. We'll continue, continue our conversation with uh, Stan Matthews, CEO of uh, Supersport United. Stan, the business side of uh, the Professional Football League and uh, Supersport United is known as a club that sells a lot of players and not buy too many. I guess for good reason. You've got such a good academy and uh, you know youth structure that you can promote players, I guess. But this the the transfer window closes on the second of September. Any news whether you'll bring any international players into the club, or are you going to be sticking to your current crop of uh, players? Well, we we might add uh, one or two before the close of the window. We're certainly not letting go of any. Mm. Um, you know, there's probably defensive midfield we're a little bit thin um, as cover for Dean, and maybe up front we could add uh, you know uh, something there. Uh, but with Bradley on fire and and um, and you know Gabuza chomping at the bits, mm-hmm. mm. we might just run through till January. We're not going to just bring players in for the sake of of, of bringing players in. We've got a, a good harmony in the club and a good mm. a good unity, a good togetherness with the team and everybody having a chance to contribute. We don't have a a, a big squad. Uh, you know, we've got twenty seven in the squad and everyone's going to get their chance. So, we, you know, we, we, we also don't want to put too much pressure on the guys. Mm. Um, so we have to find that right balance. And I think at the moment, Caetano is uh, uh, doing a good job in that, in that space, giving people uh, time, rotating the time. Uh, and, uh, you know, for us, we'll probably run through till January. We, mm. But we, 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 we would like to add one or two if it can happen. If not... No train smash. Um, we're comfortable with the squad that we have. Um, and we're certainly not letting go of anybody this window. I believe that Tandani and Tomayello has been uh, training with the club. Uh, any chance of bringing him back to the club? I don't think so. I think it was more um, a historic thing. He's a young lad that joined us also as a teenager and spent many years in our academy and went on to, to do some good things and, and, and hit on some hard times. And mm. I think um, when you hit on hard times... Uh, friends are few and far between and 
I think he found himself in a in in a, in a lonely space and you know needed a bit of encouragement and support and uh, you know for us we were happy to to give that to him mm. but uh, at the moment um you know i don't think that physically he's ready to you know to to earn a contract at us if we can help him somewhere else great um and if he kicks on and you know the doors always open but mm. um, it was more favor than than a trial. And lastly, as a CEO of Supersport United, you must be pleased with the stellar start you've had to the season so far. Could have gone your way in the last match against Kaiser Chiefs. Uh, Bradley Krobler's uh, penalty uh, spot kick unfortunately saved there that could have given you all three points, but uh, a proper reflection of the game. I, I didn't um, see most of the game, to mm. be honest, so it's, it's difficult to comment. Uh, the, the last 15 minutes that I saw, I, f- <laughs> I was quite excited about. But uh, by all accounts, it seemed yeah. like a, a, a fair reflection and these things happen in football. I think for us, we're less worried about the Orlando Pirates, Vitz, Chief, Sundowns matches and more worried about Barocca. Um, you know, last season they did the double over us. Mm, mm. Um, the season before, I think we got one point out of six against them. So, you know, we, we've got to take every game serious, uh, not just get up for the big games where there's big, big crowds and, 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 and high viewership. We've, we've got to get up every week, week in and week out. So mm. the real test will be tomorrow um, that we can go to Barocca and get a result. And then we've got some tough fixtures coming up, including a double header against sundowns that the boys are very g'd up for because they've really had the measure on us for mm, a long mm. time we've had one win in our last 10 against them so i don't think you could find a more motivated group of of people to turn that form around and um and you know try and and get to another final where we lost last year we we want to um, get our trophy back Sam Matthews, we've run out of time. We can go on for another half an hour, hour at least. So we say thank you so much for joining us on MSW this evening. Uh, much appreciated for coming through and we wish you the best of luck for the rest of the season. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Stan Matthews, uh, CEO of Supersport United, uh, leaves the studio shortly. And just another reminder about that phone number. If you'd like to WhatsApp uh, the Supersport uh, Soccer Schools, the number to call or WhatsApp on is 083-499-1185. So uh, I believe that is the right number to WhatsApp if you'd like to know more about the uh, Supersport soccer schools well that's all we have for you on msw this evening we say thank you very much for listening and we look forward to your company again tomorrow at six o'clock sharp